The UK Report. Let's cross to the United Kingdom. Our man in the UK from Talk Radio UK is Ricky Freelove. G'day, Ricky. Good morning, Clinton. Boris Johnson cannot stay out of the headlines, can he? I mean, he's he's no, not the Prime he, Minister anymore, but he's still in trouble. That, that's right. I mean, it really is remarkable. Yesterday, he launched a broadside attack on Rishi Sunak uh, on his Brexit deal, and that was enough. And people are saying, Boris, please keep your head down. Stay out of the news. Let's just get on with Brexit and move on. Today, he's back in trouble yet again. The Privileges Committee has finally released some documentation uh, about whether he knowingly misled Parliament over whether there were parties at number 10 when we had lockdown restrictions in. And this report found on four occasions uh, he breached those rules and that he did knowingly mislead Parliament. Boris Johnson has come out fighting this afternoon, saying that he believes implicitly that he followed COVID rules. Um, but if you look back at, at the recordings of what he said in Parliament at the time, they tell a very, very different story. At the time, he said words effect that he, he, I think he said, distinctly believed that he did not knowingly break any rules. And then further on, he repeats similar lines yet again about saying that he, he was aware that no party had taken and he was furious about the party having happened. And then what do we know? A load of photos come out which look very much like people enjoying themselves. Now, people obviously come in disputing the same. Look, there was orange juice and sandwiches on the table. Those that were following rules very, very strictly at the time would say, well, no social distancing, there was no masks being worn. And there was clearly other parties which were happening at number 10. Now, Boris Johnson wasn't necessarily at these parties, but there were certainly parties at number 10. If you remember, the director of communications, one called Allegra Stratton, she was harpooned during a, a Q&A session with one of her advisors, which they did um, as a trial for her speaking to the media, where she was basically asked by one of her own advisors um, can you uh, explain why there were parties last week at number 10? To which she laughs and scoffs and says, oh, it was, it was just some cheese and wine. Now, when that got into the hands of the British press, obviously, it was, it was already, you know, game over. Amazingly, it was Allegra Stratton who resigned over it as opposed to anyone within government, which is really quite remarkable. But look, this story's rumbled on and rumbled on. In, it was in April last year that the Privileges Committee came together and said they were going to investigate into it. Now, the timing is particularly interesting. Before this report was released, there was uh, another report done by Sue Gray, who is a, a very, very senior civil servant, uh, and she was tasked with looking into whether Boris Johnson broke the rules. And that was released early last year, late last year. Now, it just so happens yesterday, Labour, Keir Starmer, the, the leader of the Labour Party, announced that Sue Gray, the woman that put that report together, is his new chief of staff. So you can imagine the Tory party are absolutely up in arms that the woman that put this investigation together, whether Boris Johnson had broken the rules and found that he had, she is now the top dog at Labour and the number one head honcho under Keir Starmer. So obviously people say it's an inside job. Yeah. Boris Johnson has said that, that Sue Gray has gone axe to grind and was really trying to take this out on Boris Johnson. Those that are politically minded and know Sue Gray, that she's said that she's a woman of integrity. She's an absolute powerhouse in this world. And of course, you'd be mad not, not to want Sue Gray in your team. However, it is particularly suspicious that yesterday she was announced as the new chief of staff and then today we hear this report from the Privileges Committee. So look, something doesn't smell right and Boris Johnson has come out fighting and he's not happy about it. Now, still on Boris Johnson, Matt Hancock, um, one of his ministers, there's been leaks about messages that were sent during the lockdown years. Yeah, that's right. So a journalist, Isabel Oakeshott, who is the international editor here at Talk TV, 
she was working with Matt Hancock all of last year and was co-writing his book, his lockdown memoirs of what it was like to be the health secretary. He famously lost his job when he was found to have had an affair with his uh, yes. an advisor. Uh, if you remember that, it was The Sun again, another publication within this building here, uh, Talk TV, which had this exclusive uh, video footage of him kissing his advisor and squeezing her on the bottom. This is, of course, front page news. And he was out on his ear. Now, Matt has tried to make a, a celebrity career um, following being pushed out of um, you know, frontline politics. He was on our version of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And people sort of started to warm to him and think, oh, he's not such a bad guy. He just made a stupid mistake. However, Isabel Oakeshott, who was working with Matt Hancock on this book, has broken an NDA and has released all of, these, all of this information to the Telegraph newspaper. And in this, there are 100,000 WhatsApp messages, which they must have been spending days, weeks, months on, going through all of this information, trying to work out what on earth was happening and who was making decisions. Now, the overarching story from this is basically we had government by WhatsApp, that there were, <laughs> there were messages being shared that almost seemed to be on the hoof, that there were serious government policies being decided on WhatsApp at whatever time of day, and people just coming up with stuff. Now, it is very clear from reading this, it is very, very serious that these decisions that were being made were not what was in the, the, the best interest of science or the community. This was um, just political uh, expediency. That was all it was. It was all about politicians. It was all about egos. It was a bit of, you know, a, a better word, you know, kind of comparing each other's manhoods to one another. It was all about that. In the background, so we had moments where Chris Whitty, who's the chief medical officer, he said there was um, you know, no good real reason to bring in face masks. Matt Hancock and Boris Johnson didn't want to get into a fight with Nicola Sturgeon, the, the first minister in Scotland. So they brought in face masks in schools, on, on, um, on care homes. And Chris Whitty, again, medical officer, said you need to be testing people wherever they come from, whether it's in the community or whether in hospital, coming back into care homes, they must be tested before they go back in. Matt Hancock said, no, we only need to do the ones in hospital. So this whole idea that we had this, this you know, ring fence around care homes and that they were being protected to the nth degree was just a lie. It was all a lie. Now, this is only day three of this information. There is going to be days, if not weeks, of what really happened behind the scenes coming out. Obviously, you can imagine Matt Hancock has said that this is unfair, this is an anti-lockdown agenda, that it's not right, that Isabel Oakeshott has you know, clearly got no moral integrity because she's leaked all of this to the press and that, in his mind, all of this information is already with the public inquiry, which will look into this. However, in the UK, we have very, very bad form for getting public inquiries out pretty quickly. I know Sweden had theirs out within about a year. I think France was something similar. Here in the UK, I reckon it's probably going to be 2030 before we hear exactly what happened behind the scenes. And, and that's what Isabel Oakeshott's point is. She said it's not fair. It will be a whitewash. We will not have a, a, a clear, um, a, a accurate and transparent reflection of what happened during those key decision-making moments. Instead, it will be a whitewash. And that's why she says it's in the public interest that all of this information is out right now and the public inquiry has to address it. You'll probably want it to come out. The Tories will probably want it to come out after the election. Yeah, I think we might have done as well. Yeah, it's not looking too good for them at the moment. Thank you, Ricky. We'll talk again next week.